Middle East on the brink, North Korea on the brink, Iran increasing its aggression, elections in Taiwan. Look, there's a lot of global instability as we ourselves plunge into primary season. How have you sheltered your savings and investments from potential major setbacks to the economy? You think it can happen here? It can happen here, but it's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. And Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. As opposed to many other investments, Gold thrives in times of uncertainty. It is an important part of diversifying your savings. Now listen, here's how Birch Gold can help make it a part of yours. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. And it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. You want to learn more? Just text SAVAGE to 989898 for a free info kit. S-A-V-A-G-E, text it to 989898 and you get a free info kit. It costs you nothing. Just text SAVAGE to 989898. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers, I encourage you to arm yourself with the knowledge of diversification through precious metals. Protect yourself. Text SAVAGE to 989898 and claim your free info kit. Protect your savings with gold. Do it now. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Thank you very much. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Welcome to the free version of the Michael Savage podcast, and I'm going to keep it free for all of you. But there are many of you who would love to be able to listen to my show without any ads. I love ads, but many of you want to listen to the podcast free of ads. So we created something for you, a solution. We call it the Savage Premium. For less than the price of one flat, tasteless beer at your local bar, you can receive access to all of my podcasts going back years ad-free for just $3.99. That's at $3.99 a month. You'll get not only my ad-free podcast, but you will also occasionally receive access to material that is exclusive for members only, and I'm going to give you the list in a minute of what you've, what you've missed. You're going to get an occasional monologue from me, maybe a reading from one of my novels, sneak peeks of interviews before anyone else hears them, archive pieces dating back to 1994. Many things that come up, you're going to get exclusive access to Michael Savage material. Details can be seen on my website, michaelsavage.com, and if you want to join... All you got to do is go to glow.fm and search Savage Premium. That's glow.fm and search Savage Premium. Now, you will always have access to my free weekly podcast. I want to be clear about that. That's my promise to you. But if you want less ads and more Savage, join the Savage Premium Club today and never miss a spoken word of mine. It's glow.fm slash Savage Premium. You can find it on michaelsavage.com. And here's some of the stuff that you have missed so far. Michael Savage reading from his best-selling novel, Countdown to Mecca. My words, my voice. Savage reads from one of his lost journals, Fiji, 1968. Savage's first drive-time show, Hour One. My interview with the Jewish gangster, very popular. I uh, read from my first written published article, Who Is at the Helm? 
from 1965. It's heard nowhere but on my premium site. I read passages from my novel, Abuse of Power. Uh, we replayed Fat Al's Tuna. My Savage Show from 324.94, the earliest show in the archive, 324.94. My interview with Donald Trump from 110.2011. 110.2011, while Mark Levin was mocking him and Sean Hannity was mocking him uh, and the others were mocking him, I was interviewing Trump much more. And remember, subscribers also get ad-free podcasts every week. The cost is less than a beer at a bar and you get a better buzz. <laughs> with the Savage Premium. So go to go to glow.fm slash Savage Premium for full access to ad-free podcasts and exclusive sound you'll not hear anywhere else. Thank you very much. Fake drugs called growing global menace. Now, what do we mean by fake drugs? Growing global menace. You may not know it, but many of the medications that you buy are coming from bootleg laboratories. I learned this uh, a, a long, long time ago that you often get what you pay for, especially when it comes to medication. I learned it when I was in grad school and I was working for a, uh, a pharmacologist who had come from one of America's great research co corporations, a legitimate firm. I mean, a big company. He was director of research. He told me that, for example, Bayer aspirin is clearly the best there is. The quality control was different than the knockoff, you know, generic brands. The same is true, by the way, with generic drugs. You may not know this. There's been a lot of talk about it, but most of you don't know that generic drugs are not the same as the designated branded drug. They're not just the same and cheaper. They're made differently. The standards are different, and the quality uh, control is much different. And that's why I actually, when I get a prescription, which is very rare, I always insist upon the designated name brand rather than a... Uh, um, uh, the equivalent, I won't take the equivalent, whether it be a, a, a simple drug or an aspirin. So fake drugs cause real concerns for officials. Not convinced that Americans are prepared to slow down in their pursuit of buying cheaper merchandise online, a coalition of government officials and private industry executives met at the White House today to address the broad range of problems associated with the sales of counterfeit products. So now listen to this. Victoria Espinel, the Obama administration's intellectual property, czar, czar, estimated that one-sixth of all Americans who bought drugs online did so without a prescription. Now, I don't know which side she's on, truthfully, uh, but I could care less. I don't like czars. They should all be fired, by the way. However, I believe that we should absolutely not buy counterfeit drugs. I think that the government has an obligation to tell people that counterfeit drugs are dangerous. I think it's very important that people understand that Legitimate pharmaceutical operations are entitled to a profit and that since it costs a, about a billion dollars the last I checked to take a drug all through the legislative process, the testing process, etc. to become a legitimate drug, I think a, a major corporation has the right to recover uh, profits from their medications. Now what better evidence is there that we haven't seen Cuba produce one medicine for the world? And others say, oh well, socialized medicine is so wonderful. Cheaper drugs are so great. Let's get everything for nothing. Really? And where do you think your next breakthrough medication is going to come from? Cuba? North Korea? Syria? It's not going to come from those countries. In order to create breakthrough medications that all of us seem to want so badly, corporations have to invest in them. 
Many of you don't understand this because you have never owned a business. You've never had the audacity to invest money in creating a product or a service. So you don't understand what it takes to create a vegetable stand, let alone a prescription drug. So when I hear the, the, the profits are too high in the pharmaceutical industry, I totally disagree. Now, I've also argued that there are too many prescriptions in some areas, and I've said that. For example, I believe that the uh, creation of these categories of sell drugs to children as young as two years old, and I think that's a crime. That doesn't mean that all pharmaceuticals are criminal and that all pharmaceutical uh, companies are not entitled to a profit. There's two different subjects here, by the way. But the problem of fake drugs, we read, also extends to legitimate pharmacies. And they quote a music professor who told the audience how he unwittingly bought bogus drugs from his local chain drugstore. You hear chain drugstore. He said the drug, which he had previously used without problems, suddenly caused a terrible burning sensation. So he asked his pharmacist about the situation and was told, you may have gotten the fake stuff. It turned out that multiple batches of cooked-up powder disguised as medication infiltrated the legitimate supply chain and was not discovered until the fake meds reached the consumer. You hear this? Now, how did that happen? How does it happen that fake drugs can wind up inside a legitimate a pharmaceutical chain. How does that happen? Well, I don't know how it happened. I believe that it happens because either uh, uh, the pharmaceutical chains themselves are involved with the fake drug manufacturers and are trying to make a bigger profit, or that the FDA inspectors are being paid off to let this go unnoticed. But all I can tell you is that I think the simplest way to beat this and there's no guarantee by the way anymore the world is so filled with counterfeits if they can counterfeit a diamond which they can do how many diamonds are, are out there in the world that are fake and you don't even know it you may be wearing a diamond you think uh, is real it could be a fake you wouldn't even know it would you we're not experts how would you know how would you know anymore with fake art with fake presidents with fake pharmaceuticals with fake war heroes with fake degrees how would you know if you're even getting a legitimate drug anymore even if it says Pfizer on it how do you know if the Viagra that you're using well, wasn't made by some shyster in a basement in Syosset, Long Island, with, with, a, with, a, with a pill pressing machine that he bought when he was thrown out of the vitamin business and he went to a, a prison for two months? That he converted his, his pill presser from making a vitamin C into making a fake Viagra? How do you know? I don't know anymore. That's why I don't take him if I can avoid him. We're living in the Aristotle's world where everything is collapsing around us for a million reasons. That's called corruption. That's all in plain English. This is called corruption. You have a corrupt, uh, uh, well, I already went down the list. Everything is ersatz, and ersatz president, who you know is faking it. Uh, ersatz, this, you know, everything is like created. Everything's created. So you people don't know which way to turn. None of us do. So we go back to the basics. We eat comfort food. We, um... You know, like the sale of beer, for example, during the Great Depression, the sale of beer went up and the sale of smoking tobacco went up. Why? Because people needed a relief from the pressures of a down economy. So now you have a government that has driven cigarettes, for example, into oblivion. You can't smoke. It's evil. They took them out of prisons. I mean, what is a prisoner supposed to do who wants to, who, who relied upon cigarettes to relax? 
Well, take a guess what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to go to the quack doctor in the prison, and they're supposed to say they need a, a medication, and so the prisons are now floating in sedatives provided by drug companies that do billions of dollars with prisoners, whereas in the past, the prisoner might have smoked a cigarette, uh, now the prisoner now has to go and get a, a Xanax or something, or Prozac. Take a look at our military. Do you know that a large percentage of our people serving overseas are drugged on psychiatric drugs? How is this possible? How can you fight a war if you're on a medication? You forbid the guys to have a drink before going into battle because you're afraid that they'll uh, make a mistake or they won't shoot straight? Well, you're right, probably. I'm not even sure that's correct. Because as a matter of fact, during many, many wars, the men took a drink before being forced to charge into a hail of bullets. Kind of made sense to me that if you carried a whiskey flask and you're on the front in a trench, and the, and the, the guy blew a whistle, and you had to get up, and you'd get shot in the back. It wouldn't have been a bad idea to take a swig out of the brandy flask before you met your maker. But now, no, you have to take a swig of the uh, of the chemical that was manufactured by some uh, manufacturer in Washington in order to make certain that the machine of the government, pharm- the, the pharmaceutical medical complex keeps rolling on. So that's it so far. It's the state of the world as one man sees it. <laughs> I hope you've not enjoyed the show, because if you have, you're a very sick puppy indeed. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Do I have to give you the other commonsensical things that people have uh, forgotten over the years? Now let us go to the food supply itself. God only knows, only God can help us. Because of NAFTA and open borders, we have no idea who touched the food that you're, that you're going to uh, consume. I would therefore be very, very careful of any raw foods. I wouldn't eat any raw foods. Point blank, I would not eat any raw foods. I would cook everything and make certain it's cooked thoroughly before I eat it. Now forget what the hacks, the, the uh, drug pushers uh, called medical uh, doctors, the drug pushers tell you. Certainly there's a place for drugs once you're sick. But I certainly would recommend that you bolster your, your immune system by using the commonsensical devices that you've been using for years. I raised my children on the Linus Pauling, you and Cameron uh, theories, which are greatly proven by the great numbers of people who have used these, these theories to their advantage in using mega doses of vitamin C and other vitamins. I do not care what the hacks at the Mayo Clinic say. They are worthless. They're all party boys and party girls. If a vitamin works, they try to disprove it in order to make certain that you only go to your drug pusher, your MD, who makes certain that you buy another medication put out by the medical pharmaceutical establishment, you know, approved by the government, so to speak. So again, as I say to you, there are many things that you can do to uh, increase your resistance to a virus. Does it mean that you're definitely going to protect yourself? Absolutely not. But I strongly recommend that if you fear any exposure to, to this or any other virus and you see some of these symptoms coming on, first of all, you've got to understand there's no medicine to treat a viral illness like this. If a doctor tells you to take an antibiotic, you ought to sue your doctor. It's the first sign of a quack. If he treats a viral illness with an antibiotic, which was designed to treat a, uh, a bacterial illness. So understand that if he tells you to go home and uh, just drink liquids, he's another quack. Okay, another quack. What you have to do is stimulate your immune system. You've got to stimulate, stimulate your T-cells. 
And you've got to do so in the only ways that we know how. And that is through proper diet, moderate, and I repeat, very moderate exercise. And you've got to take much more vitamin C that you've been taking. Now, just taking a pill with 30 milligrams, the amount you find in, a, in an orange, is absolutely criminal. It is insufficient. The so-called RDA is a joke. Uh, the RDAs are minimums, not optimal amounts. I would suggest that you take what I've been taking, and I'm not selling any vitamins right now. Maybe I should have, but I don't. I've avoided that all of my life. Uh, I've never put out a line of vitamins for you. Maybe one day I won't. But I would suggest that you get vitamin C powder. And the reason I say powder is because most of the vitamin C pills are useless garbage. You may as well inhale talcum powder for what's in most of these vitamin pills. And the good test of a sufficient amount of vitamin C or ascorbic acid I will give you. It was developed my, by my very dear friend who died last year, by the way. He was a great friend of mine and a mentor of mine for 30 years, Bob Cathcart. Dr. Bob Cathcart, medical doctor, worked out of Los Altos, California. Great man. And the Cathcart hypothesis of vitamin C uh, usage is something that the medical establishment sadly has rejected. But Bob treated over 25,000 people with viral illnesses and some very severe viral illnesses, all with very, very good success. And he developed what was called the uh, bowel tolerance hypothesis of vitamin C use. Now, what does that mean? Here's what it means. When you're healthy, you can take a very small amount of vitamin C before you develop uh, any bowel intolerance, meaning flatulence or gas. And so let's say you're a healthy person and you're taking 500 milligrams a day, a half a gram. Uh, and then you raise it up to a gram, you'll start to see that at a certain point, you're going to develop symptoms of gas. That's the point at which you stop taking the vitamin C. And you maintain it at that level. So let's say it's at 500 milligrams. Any more than that, you get gas. So take the 500 milligrams a day. But at the first signs of not feeling good, and I've helped many people in my life using this, and they're all astounded by it every time they say, oh, Mike, how come that worked? Gee, I tried vitamin C before. Well, that's of course, because they were taking vitamin C tablets, which contained virtually useless amounts of vitamin C, and they weren't taking sufficient amounts for it to have any medical effect whatsoever. So at the first sign of, let's say, the sniffles, even if it's a cold, <clears throat> what you do is you start to slowly increase the amount of vitamin C you're taking. That's why I say use powder. And so you go from, let's say, a standard amount of a gram a day, which is what I use, which is 1,000 milligrams, every day for the last 35 years, and you start to increase it 2 grams, 3 grams, 4 grams. Now, how much is 4 grams of vitamin C? You take a teaspoon, <clears throat> put it into the jug of vitamin C powder. It's a flat teaspoonful is about four grams. Now, I said flat, I mean flat. I don't mean a heaping. I mean a flat teaspoonful is a lot of vitamin C. It's four grams. But it's not a lot if you're sick. You will find that if you took that, that teaspoonful, that flat teaspoonful of vitamin C when you're healthy, you'd get diarrhea because your body would be kicking it out of your bowel. It doesn't need it. It doesn't want it. It rejects it. But you'll find that the first symptoms of a cold or a flu that you can probably take four grams every two hours, if not more. And you'll find out that you can take it without uh, developing any bowel intolerance. That is, you're, gonna, you're not going to get flatulence, you're not going to get diarrhea, because your body is using every molecule of ascorbic acid in order to marshal your own defenses against the invading uh, virus in that case. And so, again, we come back to this flu epidemic that is now surfacing in Mexico and has appeared in uh, 
California and Texas amongst the immigrant community, which, of course, the government will hush up and cover up because right now Obama is putting the ink on a plan to legalize 30 million illegal aliens. This is God's hand, by the way. This is God trying to save America from this demonic desire to grant amnesty to 30 million illegal aliens. There must be a unified stance against this attempt to steamroll us on what we all know to be a national suicide. And if this uh, epidemic is not sufficient cause for alarm, then I would say we do not deserve a nation. The fact of the matter is, I entered talk radio 15 years ago by putting together a tape with made-up shows, and one of the topics was immigrants and epidemics, where I tried to warn America about emerging epidemics that were coming into America then. And at that time, it was the emerging epidemic of tuberculosis, which was re-emerging in America. Well, thank you very much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it and learned something from it. We have about 400 other episodes available for you to listen to absolutely free. You can go back into our vast library of podcasts and listen to any one of them at any time. And remember this, if you want to listen to my podcast ad-free, sign up for the Savage Premium Membership and get access to ad-free podcasts as well as some premium content from our Savage Archives. How do you sign up for those ad-free podcasts? Please visit michaelsavage.com for a link. Again, thank you for your listenership. This is Michael Savage.